Okay, uh, our warnings for this week, you'll understand why. First up, chickens. Uh, second is COVID, uh, postpartum depression, um, cancer, and I should just put in there ADHD because we always talk about ADHD. It does seem to be a recurring theme. Yes. Uh, second warning is we have animals and they make noise. Sergey is... And walk on the keyboard. Yeah, where is Sergey? I'm concerned. He was here a minute ago being a jerk and now he's gone. That makes me worried even more. He's and, plotting something. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally, we swear frequently at the cats. Yes. Sergey in particular. But don't be alarmed if we just swear out of nowhere because it's something we do. Look, sometimes you just gotta swear. I mean, it, it is a thing that happens. Uh, so, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 296, T-4 episodes until the end of year six. Goodness. Um, wow. That's just wow. Yes, um, and you're exquisitely beautiful. Yes. But on the other hand, we have an absolute fantastic guest this week. I am I'm actually very excited about this guest. Um, we have uh, Dahlia uh, Monteroso, the president of Chickenlandia LLC. Oh my. Yes, we had a great talk and we talked chickens and we talked productivity and I'm excited and I can't wait to share it with everybody. Uh, in the meantime, um, my week was pretty typical in terms of productivity. Uh, and I, then I spent a couple days away for uh, the... Um, MAGFest uh, Spring MAGCon, where all the people who, like, run things get together, and we talk about how last year went in the spring, and we start talking about what to do about next year, and, and there's a sort of a state of the nonprofit that runs things, and, you know, all that stuff. So that was, it was nice, and I got a lot of really good conversations done, and I feel it was very productive. So looking forward to the fall edition. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's been um, digging into Google Cloud APIs to figure out how to do a thing and then into someone else's code to figure out how they want me to do the thing, if that makes sense. So uh, I'm sure it does, yes. Yeah, people uh, it, it probably makes sense to people who are in the tech field who've done this sort of thing before and for the rest of you well just wave your hands and say he make computer go it hard um, so yeah that's that's it oh uh the big news is we have four baby chicks now and they are appearing kind of regularly on chicken cam <laughs> i'm kind of i mean they're not appearing that regularly because well it's still very they're still very new and they're not they're not going around much. They're There's, they're mostly hanging out under mom. Yeah, and so there are three moms right now, um, and so we'll see how that that goes. Oh, barbarian, you've been broody for so long. I'm gonna have to break it her, you know, before it gets you get into trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, we have. Uh, there has been hatching. And there should be more hatching before honestly rather things than are done. an incubator i think if if one of the uh others hatches still has some viable eggs when she's done incubating you just 
put them under barbarian and see what happens. If she doesn't get up and walk away. Yes. With, yeah. So that's, that is the big chicken update of the week. Yay, they're so cute. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. None of them are the hybrid I'm hoping for, but that uh, that will be, I think that'll be tentatively starting this next Saturday is when they're technically possibly due. So we'll see. And you, you have productivity updates. How was your week? Uh, I, I have been working a lot on the horror novel that is due in July and oh God. hit the stage where, well, while Kevin was gone, I wrote a whole bunch on it over the weekend uh, and then hit the stage where uh, someone has to read this right now and tell me if it changed my ancestors. So Kevin read it and tells me it. It's fine. It doesn't shame my ancestors all that much. So, uh, yeah. So then yesterday, while I was waiting for the, the, you to finish that, I worked on a different thing. Ah, yes. And, uh, today I actually achieved nothing except driving out to Flyleaf Books to sign books for, uh, Autograph copies. That yeah, yeah, no. Sell. Yeah. Driving yeah. out to Flyleaf Books to sign autograph copies is a good thing. That's produ- productivity. It's a good thing, yeah. Yes, it's just not much productivity, but I just like <sighs> I worked all weekend, so I kind of feel like I should get a day off. Uh, yeah, and I did not take one, so this was sort of a day off uh, in place of the weekend. That's fair. That's and, fair. That's uh, that's fair and completely you know understandable. Yes, and so, yeah. So, yeah, all right. Uh, I will tell everyone right now that I have seen the Nightmare Fuel, and it is nightmarish. Yay! Oh. Fortunately, I have pills to help me sleep, otherwise I probably wouldn't have last night. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. I have this thing where whenever I, I, if I read a horror and it's going to scare me, what happens is I'll sit, I'll be like, yeah, this is fine. And then I'll lay down in bed and my mind will start wondering and then go, but what if? And then it's just like, that's it. I'm off to the races. Um, Yeah. It's the, the things that aren't scary during the day are scary at night and you start to wonder what's under the bed kind of thing. Hound. Yeah. Hound. Beautiful hound. You're so up in my grill. She really is. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, no, you're not a lap dog, sweetie. You're, you're a couple pounds. There's, there's a little too much. A foot or two. Yes. Too large for that, sweetums. Way, way, yeah, way too, too large for that. Yeah. Anyway, so my my next read is apparently What Feasts at Night, which comes out next year? Yes, next year yes. in March, which was just announced today, the, the sequel. Yes. Yes. And, this uh, is the uh, the second uh, Easton book. Yes. And, uh, yes, I sent it to you, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes. And I, I it, it is partially read on the Kindle I Can't Find, and so in a fit of whatever i 
bought myself the new Signature Edition Paperwhite because all of my other Kindles were a couple years old and starting to like slow down when they were loading like or just missing in action. Or just missing, yeah. So, but you know, this when ensures that that you will find the other one the minute it arrives. No, no, it's been here for several hours and I haven't seen the uh, the. Uh, other one? Old other one, yeah. It's possible you left it in like a hotel room in D.C. or something. Yeah, quite possibly. But anytime I, I... I know it's time to replace it when I hit the home button and it takes longer for it to load home or, or like tapping to load a book just takes forever. And it's like, yeah, okay. They've done... The softwares and, and the system are just getting to the point where it's time to get, you know, time to upgrade. Um, and now I wait for it to finish... You know, oh, hey, look, and it, this one's snappy. I like tap, and there it is. Boom, there you go, ready to go. So much better than either of my older Kindles, Woo. any of my older Kindles. So um, I will give probably a, a full review on this one, or at least uh, a better review of it later, um, since I've only had it fully charged for about an hour. Is that the one you can supposedly take notes on and all? No, God, okay. no. No, every review of the uh, Kindle notebook you can take notes on is it's terrible. Frankly, uh, I am so happy with my Remarkable that I'm not going to spend $350 or 325 or whatever. It's, it's a lot on the Kindle note-taking thing when all of the reviews on it are kind of abysmal. In the it's slow, it takes a while to update, uh, you know things like that. Like gotcha. My, you, you never want to be the, the the first, the earliest adopters. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even my um, my uh, remarkable is the second generation, and uh, I'm overjoyed with that because they they worked out a lot of kinks and they've been adding features now uh, to the software, and so it's been really good. Hello, Sergey. Speaking of you earlier, yes, stare out the window. And uh, anyway, we have an interview. We do, and yes. a, a chicken-related interview. A chicken-related. I was over the moon when I got the request to have Dahlia on. Um, when it was, you know, hey, the president of Chickenlandia, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so on brand for me and let us do this. And so we sat down, we had a talk, we talked chickens, we talked productivity, uh, we talked all kinds of things. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I will have that for you right after this. here today with Dahlia, who has a passion similar to my own, and I'm very excited about this. Uh, and she has agreed to come talk to us about how she stays productive. So, and I have another chicken out on the porch. Hi, Brunhilde. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is my life. So, uh, Dahlia, can you do a better job introducing yourself than I just did? 
and maybe tell us what it is you do. Uh, you did great. You did great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Dahlia Monteroso. I am also known as the president of Chickenlandia. I am a backyard chicken educator. Um, I have got a YouTube channel. I've got a podcast, a blog, and I just released my first book. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens. And Yay. all of this pretty much started. <laughs> I did a TEDx talk in 2017 called I Dream of Chickens. And so um, that's really when it kind of took off this whole uh, backyard chicken thing. Uh See, mine was accidental. Oh, mine was totally to... accidental too. Yeah. It was. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, I mean, we'll get into okay. it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just had a chicken show up one day, and I realized after interacting with her for like two days because she kept coming back that what was missing from my life was chickens. So oh, you know, that's a chicken. Yeah. That's a chicken. A chicken of fate. So you you got a chicken yes. of fate. That's a thing. Uh, uh, not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing that happens. Okay. It is. Well, there we go. Um. So, hey, with all that going on, you you have to keep things organized, and uh, so how do you do that? Oh goodness, uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> that question. I am very right brained. Um, I'm not, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not really great at staying organized. Um, I have to be extremely methodical, which I never thought I would be. Um, you know, growing (laughs) up, my dad was very methodical and I told myself, you know, I'm not going to live that kind of life. I'm going to have this spontaneous life. And I did as a young person, Um, Uh I really had a lot of adventures. I traveled in a Volkswagen bus. I lived in my car. (laughs) I did (laughs) all that nouveau hippie stuff. You know, I did all that. Um, but at some point when I decided, okay, you know, or really when life decided for me, you Uh are going to have to have some kind of a routine. You're going to have to adopt some habits in order to accomplish anything because I have always had these grand plans for my life, but because of the way I lived my life and, and also I think because it was what was supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. I didn't do a lot of the things that I thought I was going to do, you know, as a kid, when you're lying in bed and you're dreaming about what you're going to do, I never thought, Oh, I'm going to be a chicken lady like that. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was not part of the plan. You know, I had, I had a lot of really big dreams and I, and Mm -hmm. I did chase them. I spent many years chasing them. Um, yeah, but really I think when I, when I had kids, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I, I've got to get some routines in place. And I think I've actually gone a little extreme on that end because I'm the kind of person that if I go out of the routine, I feel very uncomfortable. And you're not alone in that. It's, yeah. it's, that is very, very common. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's because, you know, I just live in this permanent state of like, I'm barely keeping it together here. So if anything, <laughs> you know, goes a little bit sideways, it's like, how do I get that back to where it mm-hmm. needs to be? But luckily I have, you know, I've got a great family, great husband, you know, very understanding. And so yeah. they, they're able to manage my, uh, my neuroses, uh, <laughs> in that arena pretty well. I I find it's important to have complementary neuroses so that mine and Ursula's are are not competing with each other, but they they help each other. They they accessorize. Yeah, I think that's that's what's yeah, that's what we've got going on here. We accessorize each other. You accessorize yeah. So are you using any tools around that? Or is it just all routine? A a lot of it is routine, but I, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a real tech technological person. Mm -hmm. I use the, you know, Google calendar. Everything goes into Google calendar. If there's something that I know I'm going to forget, that's like really important. I'll put it as an event in Google calendar and I'll repeat it every single day so that if <laughs> so I just seeing it, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'll have to do it. Um, I do use like I I have I have a, a bit of a small team, so we use Slack. Um, I use Asana, but I go through phases with that. So Asana is like a task. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a project um, app. So and even with apps, I'll have like this grand plan, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, we're all going to download Asana and then I'm going to remind you and we're going to do, you know, we're going to put all of our projects (laughs) in there and it just doesn't happen. But I have found that Asana is good for like task, you know, writing down the tasks that you need to do. Um, So I'll use that and, you know, like the notes the Google notes or what are Yahoo notes. I'll use that. But a big part of it is just having this routine that I follow every day. And that kind of keeps me in line. Cause I also, you know, I've got kids, husband, dogs, ducks, chickens, chickens. (laughs) 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 Got to manage their Yeah. That, yeah, and that that rolls right into the the next question because, uh, like, routines are a habit, are habits and a system, right? Um, yes. Can you talk about those those habits and that that system that that's working for you? Well, and if that means um, we talk about number four, which is a typical day, all at the same time, then we can work with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, a lot of the reason why I am you know, I'm very methodical is because even though I have a lot of, you know, uh, oh gosh, what do you call it? What is, what is the, um, I've got a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going, uh, many right, moving right. parts. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. But I also have some health stuff. It's nothing, it's nothing like life threatening or anything, but I have yeah. chronic issues that I have to in order to stay on top of that and be functional, I have to, I have some very important things that I need to do every day. And so I do prioritize those things. 
Um, you know, I think, a, I think a habit that a lot of moms get into especially is mm-hmm. that we don't put our own, you know, we don't put ourselves first and, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, oh, the world revolves around me or anything like that. Right, right, <laughs> But right, if right. I'm not functioning, I can't take care of anyone else around me. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a few things I have to, I have to get up at a certain time every day. I've got to eat breakfast. I have to have caffeine or else everything falls <laughs> apart. Um, uh. <laughs> I go for, I walk for three miles at least. And I try to do that every single day. Um, I do like, I do a lot of self, uh, care stuff. I'm really into kind of, um, gosh, what do you call it? Like hacks, like, a oh gosh, I can't, I can't think of the name of it, but like health hack, hack kind of stuff. Like I've got a, a red light <laughs> panel that I stand in front of <laughs> for, for 20 minutes out of the day. It's like an infrared and a led red light panel. Um, and then I, I try to take a bath every day in some Epsom salts, you know, th- I mean, those are things that are yeah. really simple, but it's so important for me to have those things to manage pain, to manage uh, my mental wellness and just to keep everything afloat. So the kids know they're like, okay, mom is mm-hmm. doing her thing and we have to let her do her thing. And the husband knows that too. Like <laughs> she's got to go for her walk. She's got to do what, you know, yep. it's like a dog. She's mm-hmm. got to go for a walk. She got <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, those things, like I have those prioritized just as high as I do mm-hmm. my business, just as high as like picking yeah. up the kids to all stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, is very important to me because I want to function. Wow. Yeah. No, well. Functional is functional. Functional is important and taking care of yourself is important. And that is, um, that is absolutely something that it is very easy to let go by the wayside when you're a parent. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, just point, to kind of bring yeah, it, oh. well, to bring it around to like mm-hmm. my chickens and how they're incorporated into my day. For me, it is so important to have that moment out, you know, those moments outside with them in the morning. Oh Yeah. And I'm like forced to do that. I have to get up. I have to let them out. I've got to feed them. You know, I've got a special needs uh, rooster that has to go in his special place. Um, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of that. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's <laughs> ringing. What's going on? No one ever calls the home phone. Yeah. And of course, they're calling right now. I don't know if you can hear it. I, I, yeah, no, it's probably about your car warranty expiring. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. they've been trying to reach, they've been trying to reach me. About yeah, my yeah. warranty. <laughs> I, I was at a, an event, uh, and I was in a hotel and, uh, there was apparently something going on involving lots of teenagers in the same hotel. Mm-hmm. Joy, right? And there's this group of girls banging on this door going room service room service and i'm like and no one's coming to the door and i'm just like uh-huh 
Uh huh. And then finally, one of them bangs on the door. It's like, I'd like to talk to you about the, your car's extended warranty. And I about <laughs> fell off the balcony while I was walking past because that was like, I'm like, okay, you got me on that one. You know? <laughs> and then the guy funny. inside opens up the door and is like, what? And they all cram in. So, you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Now I've totally, yeah. I totally lost what my train of thought. I don't even know what the question was. So, so there were the, it was the special needs rooster in a special place. He has to go there. Um, oh, you know. well, yes. Yeah. And I, I have that time, you know, the sun's coming mm-hmm. up and even though I'm kind of rushing around inside, I have those moments outside with my chickens. And yeah, to me, that is such an important part of the day. Mm-hmm. And when I realized how important that was to me and how important this connection to nature was for me, I've really made a big part of my mission, making sure that other people have access to that. And no matter where you live, if you're in the city, if you're in the suburbs, I really believe that we should all be having this access to nature and this opportunity to connect with nature because it is very important in our modern world. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I think things like that really keep me afloat and chickens are a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, no, I absolutely agree. Although I don't have to get up to let them out because I am inherently lazy. And as a tech person, I said, I wonder if they make automatic doors and yes, they do. And so <laughs> every day at the right time, they all open and the chickens all come out. Um, except for the two who are currently locked in the honeymoon suite. In the hopes that, uh, yeah, in the hopes that I can get the traits I want out of this uh, particular pairing. Oh, good. um, (laughs) Yes, I've moved up to the breeding stage of chicken ownership. Oh, Uh, wow. That's that's next level. (laughs) Yeah. These are the kinds I want, and these are the traits I want, so let's see if we can make it happen. But, um, But still, even that, you know, get up, shower, coffee, chickens. And then start to think about work and then start to think about, yes. you know, the things that are going on now that it's not get up coffee, chickens, drive kid to school. Um, yes. Since we're also at the stage where they don't live here anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started late. I know we're both Gen X. Like I was listening to another podcast Yeah, and you were yeah. talking about being Gen X, which is the greatest generation, no matter what anyone says. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I started late. Like I had my kids, I had my first kid when I was 34 and my second when I, or maybe I was 35 and I had my second when I was, uh, 39. So I've got relatively young kids and I, yeah. (laughs) Oh no. I mean, I, 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 in some ways, uh, compared to a lot of other people, we had ours early. Yeah. Like, you know, cause I was 27 when our oldest was born, but it doesn't matter how old you are that. Yeah. I was tired. Oh, so tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, but there's still that, that whole, you know, yes, it forces me to go outside. It forces me to, you know, even, oh my God, the week we had the first week we had COVID, it was, you know, when I could barely get out of bed, it was still, I need to go outside and 
even if that is the only thing I do, I will go outside and spend time with my chickens. Yes. You know. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah. that same experience, although I didn't get it. I didn't get it very bad. Um, my husband was pretty sick. And so I was really, you know, it was just a very stressful time. And, yeah. but every day I, the, the kid, the chickens didn't care. They didn't care that I had COVID. No. <laughs> no. They're just like, Hey, where are my mealworms? We're low on water. Yes. You're supposed to be taking care of this. Yes. <laughs> um, One track minds, these chickens. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Oh, and, and the hen that was just out on the porch, I just realized earlier today, we found she's been, one of the reasons she's been coming out is she's been laying her eggs in a pile next to the house and oh. not with the other eggs. And I had to clean that up because I don't know how long they've been there. And you know how it is when you find old eggs that no one's been incubating. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> tricky little chicken, tricky little hen. No, she's just, she is, she is just like that. So that's uh, <laughs> buff Orpingtons and they all have their own special attitude. Yes. So, Lots yes. of personality. Oh God. Almost as much as, uh, as my speckled Sussex. The, oh, those if you so will good. pardon the phrasing on this, the entitled white woman of my flock. But absolutely she's not, she's, the one speckled. they're white yeah. speckled <laughs> yeah yeah but you know she's the only one who's like there are not enough mealworms in here i want to speak to your manager about this <laughs> like her entire life just you know um all right so access to nature <laughs> we have our morning time with the chickens and then everything else starts to roll um yes and uh yeah and that I guess, do you have any routines that go around like the work and the family life? Um, how successful are you or firewalling or keeping the two separate, if at all? Because I know I was terrible at it. Oh, that has been, <laughs> yeah, that has been a real challenge. Um, you mm -hmm. know, when I first started my YouTube channel, I really was obsessed with it because anyone yeah. that has been in the the YouTube scene, it is really competitive and in, in a way that you're just constantly competing with yourself and it can be, it can be very stressful and you can feel like you're kind of on this roller coaster and you're not able, if you get off of it, you will lose mm -hmm. all the momentum that you had. Right. So, and it was very important to me for whatever reason, the whole YouTube thing was really where I found my way to reach my audience. Cause I had had a, a Facebook page forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really was into creating this video content. And in the first few years, I really, I, I regret, you know, just how engrossed I was in it and how I didn't, you know, there were times when I felt like I wasn't spending enough time with my family and everybody mm -hmm. was getting frustrated. And then at one point I was like, you know what? I really need to outsource some of this stuff yeah, in order to remain sane. And also, and you know, in the end feel like feel more balanced and then I'm putting out a better product. So at one point I did hire an editor 
And that really changed everything for me. And now it's, I just have a little bit more of a balanced life. I still get stressed out and, you know, I'm still on this YouTube roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. it is a lot, but I'm, I'm better able now to, you know, just kind of put it aside and give my full yeah. attention to my children, which mm-hmm. feels really good. That feels good yeah. because I, I feel like I wasn't doing that for a while and that did not feel good. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And I guess when it's your business and one of your primary sources of income, it, the pressure is doubly like doubled, I'm sure if not tripled. Um, I think one of the reasons I don't focus on monetizing this podcast there's no monetization involved at all is because I, I, one, uh, a hobby is something you spend money on. And two, I feel like the moment I start doing that, I've, I've, you know, I'm losing the focus on why I'm doing the podcast. Hmm. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. (sighs) I guess I just have, I have a different feeling about that because Mm-hmm. I am so utterly passionate about what I do. Oh yeah. And I have, you know, I definitely have this agenda that is bigger than chickens. You know, there's this, <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's even possible to get bigger than chickens. But <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen Brahmas. I don't have any yet, but I've seen the Brahmas and they're not tiny. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I chickens. It's funny because chickens are like the mm-hmm. they're like my vehicle to say yeah, the things yeah. that I want to say to humanity. Um, mm-hmm. But I also am like, you know, I I feel I feel okay about getting an exchange for that. You know, I yeah, do. Yeah. It's like a flow for me, and so I I feel good about that. And yeah, I guess I just um like I don't mind getting paid. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's absolutely not. I mean, you do your work, you get paid. Um, but yeah. uh, I guess, you know, I have a, a different, a, a definite different attitude that I don't want to be all hustle, hustle, gotta, gotta, gotta run, run, yes. run. On the other hand, you know, Thursday morning when I realized that I have to update that blog post and I haven't put all the proper tags on the, the audio file, there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, it's supposed to come out at noon, and I've got four hours to get all that set up and ready to go. Um, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, that's that's, uh, but it's incredible the number of people who are constantly reaching out. Hey, do you want to increase your reach? You you could be making more money, and they get seem confused when I say that's that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I understand that. Yeah. On the other hand, the fact that you've done it is absolutely, you know, go. That's amazing. You know, you're reaching your audience, you're getting it, you're building it. That's, you know, absolutely incredible. Yeah. I will say um, that I've been very fortunate because, mm-hmm. you know, I have a husband that has a great career. Yeah. Um, and so I am able to do some things that I probably would not have been able to do if, if I wasn't with him, you know, I would, I would be having to concentrate on other things. (laughs) 
and what's immediately oh, yeah. bringing in money. And Chickenlandia um, ha- did not make money for a really long time. Um, oh yeah, no. So it's, it's always starts slow. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, gosh, like oh, ten years almost. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> really, really, probably like you know, seven to ten years. It's like. I finally feel like really this year that this is turning into really where, where I wanted it to go. Yeah. And yeah. something that is, can also provide something that provides for me, something that I feel provides for others, but also provides for my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, there's, that's also, I guess the different thing is you, you were focused on building a thing on, on, doing and presenting the message you wanted to present and how you wanted to do it uh, versus so many people who are just like, if it doesn't hit in the first year, great, toss it, go to the next thing, toss it, go to the next thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it doesn't, it did not Uh hit the first year. Like it takes on YouTube. It really, you, there's just, you can't give up. If you, Uh if you give up, it's like, well, you're never going to get there, you know? And, um, it takes a lot of discipline, um, and resilience to continue when you're constantly like not getting where you want to be. It's like being on a treadmill and you're trying to actually get to the next town, but you've been (laughs) on a treadmill for years, you know? Um, So I've learned, you know, really until I started doing Chickenlandia, I kind of had that, that mentality of like, well, if I'm, if I'm not seeing the returns quickly, then I would become disinterested. And I tried to do so many things before mm-hmm. Chickenlandia. I mean, I was <laughs> a performer, I was a musician. I, um, I literally went to Hollywood to become a, a, a writer or a filmmaker, um, yep. <laughs> and I was a personal sense assistant there for a while. That was something. <laughs> and I, I really, I really wanted to do a lot of things, but in order to do those things, you can't give up. You have to like, it, it, mm-hmm. it consumes your whole life. And at the time I was young and I wanted to be in the moment that I was in. And so yeah. I, w- I didn't prioritize just playing, you know, the Hollywood game a hundred percent of the time. And so yeah. it didn't happen. And that's when, uh, you know, I met my husband and I was like, you know what? I really want to leave LA. Cause we were, we got married and we started talking about having kids. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this in LA. Yeah. So I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we moved and, and then we ended mm-hmm. up here and. Yeah. So did you have a chicken of, of destiny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I was going to say, did you have a chicken of destiny there or, or, you know, now I have to ask. It's like <laughs> <laughs> You know, I feel like I had, my first little flock was, they were like all my chickens of fate. Okay. Um, when I, because I, you know, we had moved up here. I'm just going to go. I don't know if we have, if we're like getting off track here, but whatever. I'm just going to, just going to yeah, talk. It's fine. Tangents okay. are fine. We do that. 
Okay, good. <laughs> um, we moved up to, uh, you know, I'm in Bellingham, Washington. So we moved uh-huh. up here and I was really, we had our first child. He was like maybe one and a half years old. And I had been thinking, I'd been saying, oh, you know, we, we're not, we get a house, I'm going to get some chickens. You know, I would just say that <laughs> and not really even think much of it. You know, oh, I'm going to get some right, chickens. Right, right. And after I had my first child, I got postpartum depression. Oh. And it was very, um, it's like, it's like you're going through a tunnel, but you don't know you're in the tunnel. You know, and oh, with yeah. moms, I think what can happen is we we're so focused on the baby and our you know our survival instincts are so ignited during that time that even the people around us will not be able to tell that there's actually something wrong going on. So I didn't have that level of awareness to to understand what was happening to me. And I think the people around me thought I was fine. So I was in this, this fog. And not only did I have that going on, but I was also mourning the loss of the dreams that I had, that I had gone, you know, I had done all this other stuff. Uh I had ended up in LA. I was going to do all these things. And I felt like I had given that up. You know, and I didn't, I, you know, I had this beautiful baby. I had a great husband. Mm-hmm. I knew it was what I wanted to do. I didn't feel like, you know, anybody made me do this or made me give a, give these things up. It was what I, it was what I really had decided to do, but I, I was still, I was mourning that loss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So in the midst of all of this, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the farm store and I'm going to get four chickens. You know, I told my husband, I'm going to get four chickens. Okay. Four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> then I'm like, you know, the night before, oh, you know, I think I'm going to get six chickens. <laughs> oh, oh, there's that chicken math happening. That's right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to get six chickens. I came home with 10. And <laughs> that is, Yep. <laughs> And I have to tell you, you know, I came home, they were in this little box. I had all the brooder set up and everything. And I'm oh, picking yeah. up these, these baby chicks and I'm putting them into the brooder one by one. And in that moment, something happened to me. And that dream that I had was replaced with a new dream. And it was an <laughs> absolute gift. You know, it was such a gift. I came alive. I, you know, I lived and breathed chickens. (laughs) 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 My friends were like, I don't know what you've done, you know, with Dahlia, but (laughs) you've replaced her. Never heard anything like that. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. And I was so, I was so passionate about them that I had only had them for like six months. And a friend of mine was like, she worked at the um, Whatcom Community College here. And she messaged me and she was like, 
would you like to teach a class about chickens? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, a class? Like, I just got chickens, you know? And yeah. But, yeah. At, you know, at the same time, people were coming to me and asking me, hey, I've got this problem. What can I do? You know, they were just, it just started to happen that people wanted me to take yep. on this role of educator, uh, you know, backyard chicken educator. So oh, yeah. I said yes to the class. Um, that same year, the home show, the local home show was like, can you do a seminar? So I was like, oh, okay, sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so then um, eventually uh, a local feed company called Scratch and Peck Feeds, they contacted me. They were like, would you like to be an ambassador for us? And you can go and kind of represent us in different places. I was like, Sure. <laughs> you know, it's just Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And during this whole time, my husband and I actually became we we purchased a farm store during this time. Now oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't often tell this story because it's not a it's not the best story. It's not a uh there's not, <laughs> not a, it wasn't really a happy ending in the traditional sense, you know, it's like I'm glad it happened because there was a room in the store Mm -hmm. and we called that room Chickenlandia. And that's Ah. where we had all the chicken stuff. Now the store completely went into the ground. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 I will never be in the farm store business again. It is not my favorite thing in the world. It, it, you know, we had, we had problems. I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about, you know, doing business with other people. Um, so, you know, that happened and we ended up walking away from it and then eventually it closed. So, um, but the, the, the chicken landia, like they had made the people that worked at the store, they made this sign that said chicken landia. And, um, I'm sure everybody probably knows, but Chicken, chickenlandia just means chicken land in Spanish. And yeah. a lot of people think that that name came from uh, the show Portlandia. Remember Portlandia? Oh, it was yeah. Popular I, whenever. The, the, everybody's like, oh, you have to watch this. Oh, you have to watch this. And I'm like, I, I don't find this very, I, I don't get it. And my wife, who grew up in Oregon or part of her life in Oregon was like, that is so true. Oh my God, this is so true. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, it's sort of like when I was living in New York and everybody was like, you have to watch Seinfeld. And I was watching Seinfeld. I'm going, okay, yeah, this is, this is living here. It really is kind of like that in, in an extreme <laughs> parody sense. Um, yes. Yeah. But, uh, so, but yeah, no, I yeah, get it. Yeah. It was very popular back then the, you know, the Portlandia was very, popular. Oh yeah. Um, but that's not where the name came from. Yeah. Um, when I was a little girl, my parents are Guatemalan Im- immigrants. Okay. My dad, uh, he passed away several years ago, but when I was a little kid, he would listen to shortwave radio from Guatemala. And so uh, he would turn on this radio show that had this very famous marimba band in Guatemala, and they're called Chapinlandia. So Chapin in 
Guatemala means that's a colloquial term for Guatemalan people. Oh, is, okay. You know, or Chapina. So um, when I was a kid, my dad would turn on the show like every every weekend morning in my life. <laughs> he would turn on the show <laughs> and the announcer would come on and he would go, Chapinlandia. And then the marimba <laughs> music would start, you know. And so that was like this nod to my life and how I grew up and kind of this, I grew up with kind of this feeling of disconnection from my culture because I, I was born here and my parents made this conscious decision to make sure that I assimilated into the environment that we were in because there were not, I mean, I think we were like, yeah, yeah. I think there were like three Hispanic families in our whole town. I grew up in Texas <laughs> in the suburbs. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So I I grew up kind of feeling like I did I didn't completely belong a- anywhere because I wasn't right. accepted as like an American. My you know, like my kids, my my friends would be like, oh well, you're Mexican, even though, you know, because that's just what they thought. Like, yeah, yeah. You must be Mexican. And that would be how I was identified. And so I would just kind of feel like uh, uh, alienated. But when I got those chickens and I would be in the chicken yard with them, I felt like this is where I belong. And so that's why it's called Welcome to Chickenlandia, because it's the place where everyone belongs. (laughs) You know, you're coming back to this place, to this connection with nature, to this connection of our ancestry. It's a a common ancestry. Almost all of us share this, Uh you know, this practice somewhere in our history. And almost all of us, especially in the Western world, we've been severed from it in some way. So we're kind of suffering from that affliction. Yeah. So... That's why it's called chicken. That's the story of Chickenlandia. Yeah. The no, place no, no, where no, no, no. Belongs. no, that's that's awesome. And yeah, no, I, I can kind of feel it, except for when we had the one rooster who hated everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, it was. Uh, uh, you're not vegetarian or anything like that. I am not. I am not vegetarian. Okay. So for our, for our other listeners, really sorry about this, but uh, the rooster who hated everybody, he was delicious. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I can't <laughs> eat my own chickens. You know, I don't. I don't eat my chickens. I just can't. I just. Um, I don't do it to the hens. But if a rooster decides, he decided that one of the we had a couple uh, uh, pandemic refugees. They lost their homes during you know like their apartments and their jobs and mm. things. So we had a couple of people staying with us, and I had a rooster who decided he was going to that you know one of them she needed to die, and so that's uh, and. She's not very assertive, and he beat the tar out of her. Oh, and, um, no. 30-some-year-old yeah, woman. Understand. Yeah. People do not so understand him up. a full-size rooster yeah. can be very dangerous. I, I told her to just give him the rooster good. punt, and she did, and that just made him matter. So um, so I locked him up, and I'm like, you know, buddy, you're going to you're gonna have to figure it out. And then he went for me, and I said, you know, you, you have, that is strike three, you know, that we're skipping a whole strike here because you have just literally attempted to spur the hand that feeds you and no. 
Um, I had one that attacked. He doesn't anymore because he's chronically ill. He's been chronically ill for years. And despite his chronic illness and me nursing him back to health and spending lots of money on him to get him well, (laughs) he still attacks me. Uh, But now he's older and he's not able to, but he's little. Like he's, he's only a few ounces. Oh, he's, so he's a bantam. Um, Yes. Or yeah. Yeah. He thinks he's a Brahma. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's bantams in general. Although my, my little lucky man, the rooster, um, uh, we, we had a fox predating on, on our hens and, uh, foxes. Did you know foxes can climb trees and leap fences? Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. And then, um, but we had one that was getting in, grab a hen and leave. And this happened about once every two weeks for a while. And then one day I heard the evening, the fox has, a, the foxes hear commotion. I went running outside and there was no fox, but lucky man was outside the fence with an attitude of, I will destroy everything in my path, covered in blood that was not oh his God. own. And we haven't seen the fox since. <laughs> well. But on the other hand, he's the one I can go up to and pick up and carry around and, you know, we'll get his little waddles under his oh, chin. Oh, what a good um, boy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks grumpy at me about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the roosters. Uh, uh, Bantam roosters are a 50 pound barrel of whoop ass in a 10 ounce can. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so rolling it back this is so okay. awesome do you, you have chicken time in the morning you i guess you have chicken time later in the day you've got filming time you've got yes you know you you have sort of your daily routines in, in how you you get there uh, when now we get to let's let's talk about the opposite end of things. I, I take it you have to wind down now afterwards, or is it just sort of a, a you hit a level and you, you're able to maintain until it's time to pass out for the night? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that last part. That last part. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, the end of the day. That's when I do a lot of my self care stuff. Is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um. But like eight o'clock, forget it. Like I, I am, we are closed. We are closed at eight o'clock. Like that's when (laughs) my day ends. Um, I try to get my youngest to bed by eight 30. Yeah. And he's in a stage where I've got to hang out with him for a little while. Um, and usually I fall asleep during that time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just. It's just one of those things I can't, you know, I can't stay awake. And if I do stay awake, mm-hmm. I'm kind of stupid about it because I will watch Netflix or HBO or whatever. And then it's like yeah. midnight. And I'm like, what have I done to myself? But in some ways I feel like I don't ever have that time during the day to kind of do those things, yeah. to watch my shows and decompress like that. But it's like, I have to get up at 6 a.m., <laughs> you know why am i doing yeah. this that's that's so i'm working on the I, eight hours of sleep yeah. thing yeah oh yeah well that's that's the the nice thing about now that we're in the the kids are gone phase of things it's like yes if i go to bed at if i fall asleep 
around midnight. My alarm doesn't go off until eight. You oh, know, wow. I, I yeah. you know, I only have the fifteen minute commute. You know, unless there's a three cat pile up in the hallway. Um, <laughs> you know, stop every day for my custom coffee in the kitchen, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, uh, but. No, I will. I will sometimes find myself doing the same thing, falling down that that uh, just one more episode, just one more episode of whatever we're binging, and then it's way later than it should be, and you know you're gonna feel it the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to work on that. That's that's my next goal. Yeah. I mean, it seems really simple. Just go to freaking sleep. Like, <laughs> just go to sleep. I know. Well, it's, and it's, I have restless leg. So mm. for a while that just was not happening. And I, I eventually found, you know, talked to my doctor. I'm like, okay, so I don't care about the side effects anymore. I just want to be able to sleep. And it's been wonderful since, you know, I got on medication for it, but it's still one of those things where, yeah, no, it's, you don't realize how much, how important, sleep is until you you catch up on not getting it <laughs> yes definitely yeah yeah um oh and it's such a challenge with the kid because then the kids get sick and you're like oh no and then you're maybe you're up for other reasons and you but there's still the expectation you're going to do everything the next day yeah. that you would have done normally and oh yeah all right, I have to ask, what's your favorite binge show? What are you currently binging when you can't help yourself? Oh, gosh. Well, right now I'm watching um, Perry Mason. Uh, oh, the HBO version? Good. The new one. Yeah. The HBO one. Yeah, it's pretty good. I It's not as good as the, I think the first season was better, but I mean, it's only, it's not, I think it's on the fourth episode. But yeah. what else? What was I watching before that? I can't remember. I'll start watching something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite show of all time. And then (laughs) (laughs) succession is about to start. Like, or it started, but I'm going to let it, I'm going to let a few episodes drop before I start watching that. That's a really good one. Yeah. I think our, our, uh, the one we're waiting for right now is um, Schmigadoon season two on Apple TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch that one, but my mom did. Oh my God, it's hysterical. It's only six episodes yeah. for the first season. So, um, and uh, I think we're, we're going through a binge watch of the entire MASH TV series. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I think uh, Severance was probably my favorite uh, new television oh, yeah? show that came out recently. That one was really, really good. I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but it, it's oh I noticed gosh. that yeah, HBO Max has been new season coming, new season coming. I'm like, okay. Um Well that one's Apple. Maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. Oh that's Apple. That's Apple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, then what was it HBO Max was trying to, to get me to I I just I had I was in a mood and I said I need big dumb fun, so I put on Vin Diesel's triple X. Um <laughs> On HBO Max. Meet that criteria. Yeah. And I, I unironically love that movie for everything that it is. Um, <laughs> but we generally like any of the Vin Diesel things. So we're all about Riddick and 
the fast saga and and all that stuff um mm. but yeah they were they were advertising something and okay i don't know why severance but stuck in my head um i'll have to check that one out because I, I i haven't looked at it at all so it is good really yeah. good I mean, we're we're also very excited that you know Ted Lasso has started back up and uh, supposed to be the final season. So mm, I haven't seen any of the any of it, and I heard it was really good. Oh, Ted Lasso is so good. Okay, um, I'll watch it. Yeah, and now I'm going to have to go watch Severance. So <laughs> okay, um, I'll watch Ted Lasso. You go watch Severance. Yeah, okay. I'm serious. I really will. As soon as Perry Mason is done, I will watch Ted Lasso and I will tell you what I think about it. Okay. And you know, I'll, uh, I'll put on severance and see in my not work times and we'll, we'll see how, how I do with it. Cause you know, conceptually it looked interesting, but I just, it just never really grabbed me. Like the ads never grabbed me. So we'll see. Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> I'm interested yeah. in knowing. So, hey, let's just skip what a typical day looks like because we kind of already did that. Okay. And um, let's get to the fun ones. I mean, they're all fun, but but let's get to those the the last three fun questions. Okay. All right. Um, and the first one's about advice. What's the best advice you've been given, or and in addition to the best advice you'd give someone else? Oh gosh, this one was tough because I was like, I want, I want to give more than one answer for this. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, let me start out with this one and it might just, just bear with me on it. Okay. But, um, because it's a, it's a bit of a lead up to it. So I, I did not graduate college. I did go to college. Um, and I dropped out to go, uh, travel the country in a Volkswagen bus. <laughs> you know, I got my own education that way. Um, uh, I went for uh, philosophy. No shame I, here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't particular good, particularly good for me at the time. I was just being a t- too much, you know, partying too much and all that stuff. And, I really needed a different kind of education. So I dropped out of college much yeah, yeah. to my parents' chagrin because uh, one thing that um, one, one thing about coming from a third world country mm. is that in the third world or the developing world, however you want to say that, right, um, right. there's not a lot of money. So the currency mm-hmm. is education. Right. That that's how people get status is through through their education. So if you don't, you know, to my dad, to my mom to some extent, but really to my dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just like, "You gotta get a college degree." Like, and it didn't matter what I did. I would be like, "Dad, you know, I got a job as, you know, I'm a so being, being a social worker. You gotta get a college degree." <laughs> okay. Dad, I am, uh, you know, working at Lifetime Television. You got to get a college degree. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what, Dad? I'm going to write a book. Well, you need to have a college degree to write a book. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no. 
you know, but I couldn't, I really couldn't shake that feeling mm-hmm. that I, that feeling of failure that I, I would yeah. always be missing this thing that was like the prerequisite to anything I wanted in life. I could, I just couldn't let it go. Okay. And I remember I was in LA, I was trying to get a job at Lifetime Television and I was, you know, I was doing some marketing work. I was doing some mm-hmm. freelance writing work and I was talking to a friend of mine and unfortunately he's, we're not, you know, there are very few people in my life that I've had like a falling out with, you know, it's like not right, but I'm actually not friends with this person anymore, but he, I, he did give me like some of the best advice I've ever had. <laughs> I've ever <laughs> received. And I remember talking to him and I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get this job because, you know, what if they, what if they don't want me? Cause I don't have a college degree. And, you know, we were both in Hollywood. So we were both playing that game and it's a real oh, specific yeah. game in Hollywood. And he looked at me and he goes, Dahlia, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is if they like you. And I was like, wow, like that is true. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to that interview and I really like to me, what he was saying really was be yourself. You know, that's how I interpreted that. Right. And don't worry about this other stuff. Just try to connect with the person in front of you. And so I went to that interview. I got the job. Months later, after I had been working there for a while, I was going through my boss's files because I was his assistant. Mm -hmm. So I was going through his files and I found all these, um, resumes from other people that had, I I guess it was like the top people that had interviewed for this job. Yeah. Yeah. And the, one of the resumes, the guy graduated from Harvard (laughs) (laughs) and I went, I went to my boss, his name was Patrick. I went to my boss. I said, I said, gosh, you know, you hired me and this guy from Harvard interviewed for the job. Yeah, And he was like, well, education is not the most important thing. You know, that's, that's not what I was yeah. looking for. I was looking for something else and you had it. And I always remembered that. Yeah. Like, and yeah. It, it, it allowed me to kind of let go of that. You know, I felt like I was carrying around, you know, this chain with this rock at the end of it. And it was like, it was the, the, this failure that I had this, you know, this, this thing where I didn't graduate college and it really kept me from doing a lot of things. It almost kept me from writing the book that I just released. Cause I felt like, right, you know, right, what right, are right. People, it was like a secret. It was like this thing that I was withholding <laughs> from the world. Like, I don't want anyone to find out that I'm really not smart, you know? <laughs> Because I thought that without that piece of paper, right. you know, that people wouldn't, they, they, they wouldn't believe anything that I said, you know, they, they wouldn't give credit to anything that I said. And I've realized that that's, 
that's not true. You know, I mean, experience Uh really goes a long way. And I have had a lot of life experience (laughs) and I've worked in many, many different, different areas. I have worked in the judicial system, you know, with kids that were Uh incarcerated. Um, I have worked in the health, you know, uh, health food industry, I've worked in marketing. I have, you know, tried to be a writer in Hollywood. I was performing, you know, I was a singer, songwriter at one point. And I was a personal assistant to an actor and to, you know, other, um, other important people. And that, that's, you know, definitely there's some life lessons there as well. So, and I, and I've had chickens for, for several years. And I've pour, yeah. poured my heart and soul into it. So I've realized that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as much as I feel like it does. Um, yeah. What matters is that I am showing up ath- authentically as myself, speaking to my audience, seeing their humanity, and they can see mine. You know, and I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm teaching them, but I'm also learning. So that was pretty good advice that my friend gave yeah. me. I'll never forget that. I know. And I'm also fond of saying if I ever stop learning, I'm dead. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, my dad was a bit, yeah. he was a philosopher. Um, he, he, he went to school, he got a degree and everything, but yeah. uh, he ended up just driving a forklift. That was his job. Um. But he had the heart of a of a poet and a philosopher, and he <laughs> inherited that from him. And he yeah. would tell me, you know, um, gosh, what what's the saying? And I think it's like, is it Plato that said it? I can't even remember. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the more I know, the more I know nothing. The more I know, yeah. the more I know nothing, you know. I have no idea who said it, but I, I, I am familiar with that quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really held on to that. And I, in, in my, you know, it's so funny because in the chicken education world, it's like kind of cutthroat, like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really competitive and like the top educators, um, they, they don't like each other. They like publicly fight. I, I think it's been, it's calmed down in the last few years, but when I first got into chickens, Wow. It was nasty. I missed all of that, and maybe I'm glad. <laughs> That's good. And I was I was shocked at that. And I, you know, I think like, hey, you know, I don't have all the answers. Like I, I yeah. know, I feel like I know some things, but I have to have an open heart and to remember that I don't. I don't know everything. And it's at any point, somebody can come along and say, Hey, you know what? This is, this is actually what I think. And maybe, maybe you should reconsider. Yeah. You know, and I have to be ready. Yeah. I have to be willing and open to doing that. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of people out there that are like, no, it is this way. This is the way it has to be. And <laughs> I really try and not do that because my goal is to yeah. get chickens out of factory farms. And oh, so no, absolutely. People, yeah, like I will say, hey, you know, there's the chicken landia way, but that's not the mm-hmm. only way. You know, 
And any chicken that's outside of a factory farm is okay with me, as long as they're being cared for and, you know, they're, they're, they're living as best a life, you know, the best life that you can give them. I'm going to say that's good. You know, and you don't have to do it. Everybody's having their afternoon drinks. Oh yeah. I stream my chickens on Twitch every day when the cameras are working. So I can just look up and there they are. (laughs) How funny. Uh, it's evening drink time, so you know that little bend down and then uh, gurgle, gurgle, gurgle with the with yes. the beak in the air, and uh, yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. So that's advice. Or was there more? Was there more advice to roll in? Well, there? Did uh, we just okay. get it I'll all in you. one big story. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the here's the here's the other advice that I got that I think uh, yeah. was really important. Um, mm-hmm. I my my dad got very sick. Um, this was in 2006. Mm-hmm. He was dying. He had pancreatic cancer. I knew you know I knew he was oh, going to die. God. Yikes. Yeah. 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 And I was really, really resistant. You know, I was really like, no, no, he can't. Like, this can't be happening. But it it was. It was. And I remember talking to uh, really one of my, one of my mentors at the time. And I said, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why there has to be so much suffering. You know, why is there so much suffering in life? And she said, well, the point is, you know, all, all that you can do is try to have more joy than suffering. We know that we're going to have suffering, but try to have more joy than suffering. And if you have that level of balance, then you're doing okay. And so wow. I try to remember that. Too. That, I've... Sorry that 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 one blew my mind. I never thought of it that way. That's just boom. Um, yeah, and I note so that I can actually read it. Yeah, <laughs> and I do feel like you know every time you know my basically like my Chickenlandia tagline or whatever is um, peace, joy, chickens. So <laughs> I have found I found peace and joy with my chickens. That is a, a way that I have joy every day. I have peace and joy Yeah, just a little bit, you know, go out there, no matter what is happening, mm-hmm. I go out there and I have those moments. Yep. And I mean, I think that's, that's the, that's the thing. You just kind of gather it up as much as you can. And you, and then you have that mm-hmm. bank of peace and joy for when you go through those moments that are tough. Yeah. Wow. That's like one heavy right into the next question, which is also the heavy. I mean, kind of. Okay. So you're warned. Um, The sad question. Okay. Um, And that is, um, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um, I was thinking about this one. In my past, I have not dealt with it well. Um, It's hard to look back at 
my failures because I can see those moments where I took on someone else's doubt or what mm. someone else thought of me or their, their criticism of me. And I internalize that and I, and I let go. And so when I right. think about that, it's, it's hard, you know, I think about, especially certainly, um, in my early twenties, I was performing, I was, uh, I played guitar, I sang and yeah, I was doing fairly well. You know, I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was in Arizona at the time and it was gaining a little bit of popularity. And then, uh, I had someone in my life that kind of steered me out of that, out of, oh. you know, in a different direction. Yeah. And when I look back at it, I have to say, you know, that happened because I allowed it to happen. You know, I, I was responsible for that. So I do tend to be pretty hard on myself. You know, I, okay. I Mm -hmm. didn't make it as a writer in Hollywood. And the only reason I didn't is because I didn't hustle. I didn't play that game like that at the time. Um, but despite all of that, mm-hmm. what I have realized in my life is that there's really, there's no dream that, that is gone that can't be replaced by something that's even better. And oh, yeah. I, I, I mourned those dreams. I let go of my dreams, but I have been so incredibly fortunate to have found a new dream. You know, at some point I've kind of Uh opened that. I, I, I opened my heart enough so that a new dream could come in, Uh you know? And I think what happens sometimes is that people fail and then they get stuck in that place. They get stuck in that place of failure. And so when you're in there, nothing like there's no flow, nothing can come, Uh nothing can come in. And so, you know, I think I I had, I just kind of let go. And when I did that, (laughs) the chicken thing happened, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I became the president of Chickenlandia. (laughs) (laughs) They told me I could be the president. There you go. Yeah. So on the flip side of the coin, the happy question. Yeah. Although sometimes people find this one sadder than the other one, which is always a little bit, but yeah. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest because I want to give, you know, the answer I want to give you is yes. Yeah. Okay. But that is not the honest answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I was literally, I was doing, I, I've been working with a consultation company that helps me to achieve, you know, they help me to, um, mm-hmm. they help me with some YouTube stuff, some uh, strategizing. And yeah, so yeah. she, I was on a call with her the day before yesterday, and she was telling me about how all my, you know, all my numbers had gone up. I was doing really well. I had like this trajectory that looked really good. I had I was like 
you know, 125% more views this month than last month. You know, all this, all these really yeah, good yeah, numbers. Yeah. So she's telling me all this stuff. And she's like, you are going to hit 100,000 this year. You know, and she's telling me, she's telling me, she's telling me, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening. And she was like, okay, what, what is going yeah. on? She's like, <laughs> you should be opening a bottle of champagne right now. She's like, what is this resistance that I'm feeling? And I didn't know I was even like doing anything. I didn't know anything was coming out of me. You know, I was just sitting there. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you know what? It's not enough. It's not enough. It's never going to be enough. Right. And it really put me out. Like I actually got kind of depressed for a couple of days. I was like, I can't believe that I can't. I can't just be okay with this. You know, I can't be happy about this and I am happy. I, I love my audience and I love what I do, Mm -hmm. but I had somebody tell me one time, they said, Dahlia, you can see more than you can do. (laughs) (laughs) That's your problem is that you see more than you can do. So I have like this, this big, you know, this, this viewpoint of what I see, you know, what I want to accomplish but it's impossible. Like I can't do everything. Yeah. I'm a mom, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I have, I have other responsibilities and I also, I don't want to be like hustle, 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 hustle all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, I have to keep my sanity and I also, you know, sometimes I don't feel very good and I need to just freaking lie down, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, she really called me on it because I, <laughs> I thought I was going, okay, yeah, that's great. And she was like, you, what is wrong with you? Like, why don't you be happy? And so I'm, what my answer to that question is, I'm not great at celebrating my wins. I mean, I literally just right. published a book, which is a yeah. lifelong dream. And I'm already thinking right. about the next thing, you know? Um, but I'm trying to get better th- at that. But I will say this. I will buy my, I like clothes. I like clothes. <laughs> I, like, I like fashion, you know, I like earrings and mm-hmm. stuff. And so hey. I will go and buy myself a new outfit and some new earrings or whatever. I'll go get my hair done. I'll get myself some <laughs> new glasses. I'm, I'm, I'm big into different, different uh, glasses. I have like 10 pairs of glasses. So I'll go do that. <laughs> but I wish I would spend more time just kind of patting myself on the, on the back and feeling accomplished. Yeah. I think there's probably, you know, it's, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that can relate, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, no. Um, so in the software world, this is, you know, at least, Last time I was on, you know, a tradition in a traditional, we're going to release a new version. This is the date it's going to come out. Look, it's out. Everybody's using it. Yay. Let's have a party, right? We shipped a thing. Let's have a party. Um, like the milestone has been reached. Great. Let's celebrate the milestone. Let's go on to the next thing. Um, but then we had a new manager come in that says this should be routine. We shouldn't have to, we shouldn't celebrate every single one. We'll celebrate once a year. And it was sort of crushing to everybody. Yeah. Right. But it's the, it's that same sort of thing. It's like, we know you can do more. We know you can do better. We're not going to celebrate this, 
we we'll we'll wait for when we hit the big goal and you know when your big goal is maybe not so much a goal but a mission or you know something like that you may never reach it and you have to celebrate the milestones you know yes so maybe you should look at at at, okay what's what's the next milestone i want to hit i'll celebrate there what's the next milestone i want to hit the milestone i can celebrate because that was a goal i set (laughs) yes my next yeah my next uh, milestone is a hundred thousand subscribers on youtube and i i'm getting there there. you go i'm close very close (laughs) yes then you you can you know you can do a little like the little unboxing of the I guess YouTube sends you that little medallion or whatever yeah. you can do the celebratory unboxing video of I got my hundred thousand meda- you know subscriber medallion and yes yeah. the silver play button I think is what it's called <laughs> <laughs> yeah looking forward to that yeah there you go yeah and uh, I'll be honest we we just um, I don't know the exact number because my wife is very prolific, but she just had a book come out this week. And I saw that. I saw of, that on your podcast. Yeah. And because of how book schedules work, she actually finished it last year. It's just publishing takes, you know, so, oh, so yeah. long. Yeah. So she celebrated like a year ago when it was like, woohoo, it's off to the editor. My editor has it. I'm done. You know, I might have to do <laughs> yes. edits, but. As far as I'm concerned, the job is done. And so it's always like release day and everybody's like, oh, it's released. Aren't you excited? And she's like, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like when release day finally happened, I was just like, I'm dead. You know, I am tired. (laughs) I'm going to take a nap. Like that's what, that's how I'm celebrating today. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's, she's already, you know, she's working on, Let's see. I think all of next year's books have been sent to the publisher. So I think she's, she's like working on like three other books that are, that may not be out until oh, like wow. 2020, 25 or 26, right? It's publishing schedules are weird like that, but yeah, yeah it's, it's sometimes it's challenging to, to, you know, it's release day and you should be celebrating and it's like, but the thing was actually done so long ago. I, I, do I really need to celebrate, you know? <laughs> so same sort of thing yeah i get it yeah okay so last thing um as i was explaining before and as regular listeners know we're doing great over here at uh at the the at wombat house with the red wombat chickens and the you know um as as it has been dubbed by the fans and the listeners um and we we don't need people to give us money and we would much rather that money go to people who need it way more than we do um and we always ask our guests uh, is there a charity to give that that our our listeners can give their money to instead of to us because we don't need it and so that's the question. Um, one charity that has been close to my heart for a very long time is the Innocence Project. Oh, my God. Yes. And um, for people who don't know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. Um, but uh, for the people who might not know. Brief overview. Well, they're, they're uh, a group that helps people that have been incarcerated, but are, are innocent. 
And it's actually like you could be, you can be innocent and it can be very, very difficult to get you out of prison. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, It is not, not a simple process. And so, and it's not a cheap process. Mm-hmm. And, um, as someone that has worked with incarcerated people before, I really, um, would hate to see someone in that system, uh, if they, if they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, and so it's an organization that I really, mm-hmm. I really believe in and I've been donating to for many, many years and, um, will continue to do so. So yeah, that's. That's what, you know, that's just what I wanted to put out there. No, that's, that's, uh, it's one I firmly believe in as well. And, uh, you know, have supported in various ways in the past. So absolutely. Good. Yeah. And, uh, all right. So, Hey, where can we find this book? Where can we find more about you online? Where can we see the chickens? I mean, let's, let's be honest. I want to see the chickens. Where do we see the chickens? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, if you really want to see the chickens, yes. you can go to my YouTube channel. It's called Welcome to Chickenlandia. That's uh, usually where people find me first. I have a website, welcome to chickenlandia.com. Um, you can find the podcast there. Plus, uh, the podcast is called Bok Talk. And, oh, my uh, God. I love it. Yes. Major, all the major podcast apps. Um. Let's see what else. Of course, I'm across social media. Media. The only one I'm not on is TikTok <laughs> because I just can't. I just can't. Oh. <laughs> I posted my first TikTok while we were in Hawaii as because it was too cool not to as like there was a sea turtle leaving oh, like wow. the, the tide pools. And of course, the only thing I could say as I was posting it and recording it was, I bet you thought my first TikTok was going to be chickens. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. So my book is called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. And you can get that at Barnes and Nobles, you can get it at, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully you could get it at your local bookstore. Um, a lot of the farm stores are carrying it. Um, Tractor Supply has it. And of course you can get it on Amazon. So yes. but for all of the information, yeah. you know, to, to get access to my YouTube mm-hmm. channel, to find out about, uh, I have an online course that I offer. All of that is on my website. Welcome to chickenlandia.com. Cool. Do I have a, I'd have to, it occurs to me, do I have a copy of your book over on my shelf of all the chicken books people have given me over the years? I (laughs) I don't know because it just came out. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well then uh, probably not, but I, I, I do have the one about uh, Hentopia. Oh yes, uh, creating Hentopia, yeah, with all the plans to build things for, yeah. Oh, how fun! Um, yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, I, I, I know that there are a lot of chicken books out there. Um, mm-hmm. Many of them I've used, you know, as my own, you know, for my own reference. What I really tried to do in this book is just talk about, like, not only is this, it's good for beginners, has all the beginner information mm-hmm. in it and everything, um, but also to um, 
kind of bring forth the meaning behind it and how yeah, when we're participating yeah. in it, we're really participating in, in something that's important and in something that connects us with each other in a time when we're all very disconnected and we're all uh, very divided. Oh, yeah. So that's and, the goal. I mean, even uh, when we were visiting Hawaii and there were the feral chickens, which are half um, half domestic and half jungle fowl, you know, yeah. that was that was sort of a, a common thing that we could talk about. Um, yes. Sometimes it was that darn rooster that lives in my backyard, but, you know, for you know, <laughs> when we were there, but it still it's it's there. Yeah. There is kind of a universality to to chickens and keeping them. And there is um, I call them humankind's most amazing common denominator. Uh, yeah. Uh, second only to dogs, I think. Dogs, um, yeah. Although dog, you know, yeah. like yes, I love dogs too. I've got dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> lots of dogs. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with dogs. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to make the dog people mad. Love the no, dogs. No, but <laughs> but uh, no, they they go back. Um, you know. Uh, the spread of chickens follows uh, the spread of some cultures. So, Oh yeah. We've had them for millennia. And that's, you know, I tell people Mm -hmm. because people get very nervous. They're like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Am I, am I doing this right? Do I need all this stuff? I'm like, human beings have been doing this for a really long time. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. No, the Polynesian peoples literally take their chickens on a boat and say, there's probably land over there and just go and, you know, and show up and uh, they have chickens and they would continue to raise them even with, you know, yeah. in, in that sort of thing. So come on. It's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Chickens awesome. Are awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. I love my chickens and I wouldn't do anything to not have chickens ever again. So um, Yay. that makes sense. Yay. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. You are welcome. Um, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I yeah. it was a pleasure. Yeah, and um, you know what? When whenever you want to come back, you you find something else you want to talk about. You have a new book. Uh, you know, you hit that big milestone. We want to come back and talk. Say the word. We'll make it happen. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah. we'll do it. Cool. Um, and then for the people at home, we will be right back after this. First off, I really want to thank Dahlia for coming on the show. It was uh, you got to talk chickens. I know it was so much fun, and uh, you know, podcaster to podcaster, she has the Balk Talk podcast. So, and the book, which I went ahead and got on my my new Kindle. So um, let's all keep chickens. 
So, hey, awesome stuff. And now for our word. What is the word? It's Chickenlandia. What else is it going to be? I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, no, it's uh, it's Chickenlandia. Uh, what do you do with the word? You take the word. And you go to productivityalchemy.com and you look for the little place where it says activity code. And uh, you log in. You have to have an account. Sorry. But you log in and you type in Chickenlandia and you click submit and you get a badge. Oh, yes, a badge. Woo! Uh, and that badge will say to the world, I listened to Productivity Alchemy episode 296. And it's an open badge. And you can find out more about open badges, see a lot of the other badges, uh, check all that sort of thing out at productivityalchemy.com. Isn't that cool? I, I, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Chickens uh, dig it. Chick yeah, mm, yes. Um, there are other things there. There's uh, uh, biographies for both of us. There's uh, reasons why I do this. There's the show notes. So many show notes. So many show notes. Links to guests. Um, links to past episodes. Links to past episodes. You can listen to past episodes. It's all kind of there. Uh, there is one thing, though, you should not go near. Do not click it. Do not click Stay it. Stay your hand. Yes. Uh, the so-called forbidden link. Yes. Which is, in fact, uh, the one that says support. We don't need your support. I mean, we appreciate we, it. We love your support. We love your support. Emotional support is great. Financial Absolutely. support, we're doing fine. Yeah, financial. Yeah, we what, what we yeah we do need your shares, your likes, your give it to friends, your write into letters, all that stuff. We don't need your money. Yes, there are people who need your money way more than we do. I mean, we're not going to turn down your money, but other people need the money. And way yeah, more than we're we good. Do. Yeah, and um, on uh, Dahlia's recommendation. We are saying this week, give your money to the Innocence Project, uh, the project to free innocent people and transform the legal system. There are so many wrongly imprisoned in this country. It is fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And the Innocence Project is working not only to free them, but to change the laws in such cases and change the procedures so that it doesn't happen. Um, but it's, it's heartbreaking. If you, if you look over, like, the cases they're working on or the cases they've, uh, you know, they've, they've worked with in the past and things like that, um, just fucking heart re... Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it's... it's it's yes. a lot. Yes. The point that they they actually take like uh, the the most recent thing is uh, the U.S. Supreme Court had to rule that Syracuse uh, stop trying to attack uh, Rodney Reed had filed his challenge to Texas's post conviction DNA testing statute um, to like getting DNA testing for to prove his innocence. Um, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. It's a lot, and and we yeah. cannot even begin to do justice to it here. But you should give them money. You should. They're they're doing amazing work, and um, that's where we, you know, that's where you should give your money this week. All right, that's it for us. I am going to go take a peek at my baby chickens, putting them to bed, and uh, I guess we have dinner coming, and then I have books to read. Yes. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. I like it. So, uh, anyway, um, y'all 
go out there, have a good week, and do your best to uh, stay productive. And, like, if that involves looking at baby chickens, then... I mean, they go peep, 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 peep. It's great. They're being productive. Well, yes, they're growing. And hatching. Hatching is a lot. Hatching is very productive. Yes, Yes, it's exhausting. True.